Hello and welcome to the season two finale of The Manic Podcast with me, your host, Tobias, and sitting across from me through the powers of the internet, the ever wibbly wobbly, the ever timey wimey, it's Liam! Hi. You didn't like that, did you? I hated that. Absolutely. You don't like me doing the intro. <laughs> no, I, mean, I, I know you started season two by introing, and it kind of is like a nice bookend for it, but I'm not a fan. Oh, uh, I'm very sorry, <laughs> but, you know, I did do the first one. I thought I should do this one, and I thought I did that one all right. Yeah, no, it wasn't bad. It's not you, it's me. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it is the season two finale, though. It is. It is indeed. How yeah. exciting. This has very much been the lockdown season. It has, hasn't it? And doesn't time fly when you're having fun? Yeah, that's that's the way to describe it. Uh, <laughs> and time and having fun is what we're having today, because this is a time travel special. Ooh. Yeah. It's a shame I've already had the words wibbly-wobbly timey-wimey in a title of an episode. Uh, uh, yeah. You're going to have to be inventive with this one, aren't you? I know, it's just that's not like me. <laughs> uh, I'm sure you'll, you'll come up with something. Right, so I basically was pestering you for ages. Yeah. Because I wanted to do a whole episode where we really get into time travel. Time travel. I love time travel things. Yeah, me too. Um, so, now, at the start of lockdown, we went through many, many films that feature time travel. How many of them did you see, Liam? <laughs> um, I don't know. I mean, I haven't watched loads of films. But you've seen a few. I I mean, I've written a list on my computer in front of me that I could remember watching, but I know there's loads more that I haven't written down. Right. Well, we'll talk about a few different ones. Yeah. But I'm going to start off by asking you a very pertinent question. Let's say you, Liam, were to uh, write something, because obviously I'm the writer here. Yeah. But if you were going to write something about time travel... What rules do you think your time travel would follow? Oh, you know, this is a complicated question. It's like saying, what kind of zombies would you use? You know, yeah. <laughs> there's so many well, different okay. rules that there are. Use. Now, I haven't recently watched the, the TV series time travel things, but I've watched a lot of films. Yeah. Uh, and basically because I wanted to see kind of from one point of view what technology people are using how how are people time traveling yeah is it just an organic ability that you have or is it something that you've got to make to be able to use it technology yeah. but the other the more interested in what are the rules yeah i mean yeah. sometimes they don't even go as far as explaining their rules they just go i have built a machine and i can travel anywhere i want with any with a Without any consequences, except for maybe the odd change in history, you know, yeah. or they go, or they go the Doctor Who route where they go, you can't change anything until it's convenient for us to change everything. Yes, uh, to be honest, for fixed a series, point in time, fixed point in time. I will say, I mean, we are both Doctor Who fans. Yeah, but the time travel rules in Doctor Who is rubbish. <laughs> oh, they they change it every episode. Yeah, you know, one day he, he's like Rose, you can't you can't talk to your dad. Oh, we can totally talk to your dad. In fact, let's just go to his wedding. Let's go to his house. Ugh. Now, mostly, from what I can tell, you might be able to actually chip in with something else here. Mm -hmm. But if you can basically break down time travel into two sets of rules, one is you can change the past, and one is 
you can't change the past. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I joked about it, but it's the fixed point. It's do they count? It actually, you know what? It's when you go back in time. Are you literally going back into your past and living that time, or are you creating a new like timeline? Yes. Because yeah. if you're creating a new timeline, that's technically not changing anything because you're creating something new. Yes. So but, it, I mean, it's complicated though. It's more common for people to do the whole no it's butterfly effect it affects what's happening things will change yes like it's a classic um, thing of if someone dies in the past they might like fade out in the present okay well what you've just referenced is a very back to the future thing yeah, yeah. because literally you have the photo of martin mcfly's family yeah. and if his parents don't get together the children one by one are fading out of existence yeah um I mean, him being the last one, obviously, because he's the one that you're following the story, and it would be quite convenient. The first one, yeah. He just drops, and and you know, Doc Brown's like, "Oh, great, Scott Marty, you're gone." Yes. End of film. Roll <laughs> credits. There's only one um, film. Now, I will. What I will say about Back to the Future, because I think you're, I'm a better, I'm a bigger fan of Back to the Future than you. I think. I have seen them all, but I can definitely say not for at least ten years. I have because obviously it's a trilogy and i will say if you said to me which is your favorite back to the future i'd go back to future two however when i watch them as a trilogy i get less interested as they go on yeah it's very much i like the first one quite a basic premise yeah the way they do it but it's iconic and that's why everyone knows it well what i like about the second one is because um, we always do the the question of if you could time travel, would you go forward or would you go back? And yeah. I always want to go forward because we've got history books to tell us about back. True. I, I let the only thing if I went back, it would be to see dinosaurs. How were they really? Yeah, and I mean, there's probably the odd like random historic figure you'd be like, well, I'd probably just see what they're actually like. But I understand the appeal of forward. Yeah. Forward, it was like I wouldn't even be interested in my own future. Yeah. I want to see. Have we met aliens? Do we survive as a species? Are we now traveling the galaxies? Have we proved if God exists or not? You know, and all those kind of big questions that right now we don't have the answers to. No. And I'd like that knowledge. I kind of, I don't know. Well, maybe I would. I don't know. I don't think I would use it to find out the lottery numbers or something like that. That's not why I'd be using time travel. Yeah. Um, I mean, actually, right. So I've asked you a question. We've kind of haven't answered it yet, but yeah. we will by the end of the episode, definitely. Um, this is a bit of a what if scenario here, but Liam, you yeah. as Liam, do you believe that time travel is possible? I believe it is possible. And I would look at when I was looking through some research earlier today, I found a quote and I am going to butcher and misquote this quote. But it was basically something like, I believe that time travel is never going to be impossible. I'll stop the podcast. Future Liam here. The quote that Liam just massively butchered and misquoted was actually meant to say, Time travel will never be impossible forever. By Toba Beta, the author. So, now that's corrected, I'm going to go back to the future. See you later. Right. I've got... I've got two things to say on the matter because they're kind of conflicting. But because I'm open to a lot of theories. 
because yeah. until something gets proven or disproven, I might as well be open to it, you know? Um, and on one hand, I think, right, if time travel hasn't happened yet, I quite like the idea of what they said, the hydrogen, the, how do you say it? Hydrogen, hydrogen collider? Yeah. Yeah. They said that time travel could be like a telephone. You need two for it to work. Yeah, that makes sense. You know, so in theory, time travel might be possible, but we haven't invented it yet, so it can't be. Yeah. But then once it's been invented, you'll only be able to necessarily time travel within the time that you've got it. So actually, you might not be able to come back to now, in theory, using that idea, unless you find a way of doing that. Do you know what? It's it's kind of the idea of... Um, recorded history. Do you know what I mean? We yes. only know as much as recorded history, but there is still yeah. a lot of time before they started recording the history books. Yes. Uh, yeah. Um, but I like the idea that it could be a like telephone, you need two. But then I also go beyond that. Well, if you that work on the telephone theory, then you can have mobile phones and they can take you further. So technically, you can have the fixed phone, which would be the first thing you would vent. Yeah. And then later down the line, you get the mobile, which means that you can then go into other times so i like that theory and that would explain why we haven't got it yet and why people aren't just going hi we're time travelers yeah it, it's it's the idea of if you invent a time machine maybe you could only go back like an hour or maybe even a couple of minutes yeah just something small because also realistically the amount of like power you would need to run one of these things re- would surely yeah. would have to be immense well, it it actually that depends on the technology. Could you true. could say that, that about a phone or a computer? Do you know you what, imagine suppose, how big computers were? Yeah, I suppose if you look at it, if you look at it like storage and memory, you look literally PlayStation One. the The entire memory memory card was like two or ten like MB, mm. and now it the hundreds of gigabytes. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so just in that like ten year gap of how much that evolves, I suppose technology is kind of like perspective, isn't it? Really? Yeah. My other theory is now. This I actually did a TikTok on this not that long ago. Uh, I don't know if you saw it, but you've also been in my plays, and I've yeah. I've explained it in at least one of my plays. Um, I read a book ages ago, and it wasn't about time travel at all. It was about the evolution of man. Right. Uh, and it described what we will look like in the future. And it, we, We've mentioned it on podcast. Yeah. Have we? Possibly. I think we have, because right. isn't it the alien idea? It is the alien yeah. idea. It's the idea that we become so different ourselves, we'll lose our hair, we'll get bigger eyes, we'll lose our extremities, like little fingers and stuff. And it just kind of seemed like it was so alien. And then I kind of had this notion of, well, what if we do look that different? We have got time travel but in the future. So yeah. they know that they can come back and study us because we'll just think that they're aliens. True. So that's my theory, that actually the people who like the people who claim to have been abducted by aliens, believe them, except it might not be aliens, it might be future us. You're dropping things your end of the thing now, aren't you? What bottle, are you doing, Liam? What are you bottle, doing? Bottle fell off the windowsill. Oh. Right, so those, you know, so we'll come back to... The back to the future thing. Yeah. So that is very much you can go back into the past and change it. And if you change it incorrectly, you can end up not existing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But then you've got the thing of 
I guess, what is it called? Is it the, the grandfather effect? Of if you go back in time and kill your grandfather, then you will no longer exist. So how did you go back to kill him? It's the paradox idea, isn't it? Yeah. So it's like, it's the chicken and the egg idea. You, how, how can one exist without the other? So therefore, that's why some people go, it can't be true because that can't happen. Yeah. Um, although, I kind of, I don't know, part of me thinks it would happen, you know, it can happen as long as you wouldn't necessarily go back into your time. I guess there's that possibility. So you could go back in time, kill your grandfather. Now, if you went back to where you came from, you would no longer exist. But if you stay where you have just killed, you're out of time. So therefore, would you be affected by that change whilst you're out of time? Yeah. Then there's the other aspect of time travel, which we haven't mentioned yet, which is the idea of when you travel back in time, are you there as your own independent figure? Yes. Or are you there? Like, for example, if you use Doctor Who as an example, mm-hmm. and Doctor Who travels through time, you can, in theory, have multiple versions of the Doctor. Yes. Like, for example, I was listening to a clip from one of the old Who's, like a classic Who, and it was the um, it was a Tom Baker episode. And he, basically, his companion said, uh, we should go down this hallway. And he went, there's no hallway there. And she went, no, I can see the hallway. And he's going, yes, you can see the hallway. I can't see that hallway because the TARDIS won't let me see that hallway because because this whole ship travels through time, there could be hundreds of versions of me on this TARDIS at any one time. So the TARDIS forms itself so I never run into myself. You know what? I didn't know that explanation. And that was going to be one of the things that I questioned. I didn't know that either until I... It's not something I think they follow as much now, but it makes sense that if it's this huge time-travelling entity, there could be more than one on there. But it it was the fact he said, the TARDIS forms itself so it doesn't allow me to run into myself. And I thought, that's quite clever, actually. But she could see it because she wouldn't have been there. It would have just been the Doctor. But at the same time, that's confusing in itself. It's it's just another complication. They should have made it because she was in his... TARDIS uh, time she shouldn't have seen it either no because the fact that she could go down that corridor and meet different versions of him yeah complicates that situation because then what if he wants doesn't know where she is true so actually I think they have overcomplicated but it's, it's another example of how Doctor Who does kind of write its own rules and change them when it needs yes. to yeah it's, it's an episodic thing of going well we need it to work for this episode so we'll go yeah, it works, kind of. Yes. Yeah. Timey. Um, timey, timey, wimey. Very much so. Uh, moving on to a different TV series, actually. Yeah. Now, you've watched all of Next Generation Star Trek, haven't you? Not have all you of not? It. No, not all of it. Have you seen the episode called Yesterday's Enterprise? I don't know. I'm going to briefly explain the plot. I will try to briefly do it, because we're hopefully <laughs> going to get through quite a few. Yeah. Uh, mostly movies. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, but I can talk about this one because time travel happens a few times yeah. in Star Trek, uh, and there are slightly different rules when it does. But this particular one is basically deemed as one of the best Next Generation episodes. Okay, it's always voted one of the favorites. Now you have to know that in season one of the Next Generation, there's a character called Tashiar who dies. Yeah, in season three, something happens. Uh, basically, you have 
Uh, it's on the bridge. Everyone is as as they're meant to be. And there's this kind of uh, paranormal, not paranormal, anomaly, that's the word. An anomaly in space, and they're viewing it. Yeah. And as this ship comes through the anomaly, everything changes. Yeah. And suddenly it's, they're on a war bridge, and Tasha Yar, who died in season one, is alive. Right. Is she? Is it the same actress? Same actress, oh, wow. and she's on there. Uh, and they and the story goes, and it's actually the because obviously Next Generation is set on the Enterprise D. Yeah. And this is a ship, the Enterprise C, with Captain Rachel Garrett. Mm-hmm. And basically, they've been fighting. I think it's the Klingons, and they're what's more, they're it's in, in the Klingon War, and they're losing. Oh. Right. So it comes through, and it com- completely changes time because that ship wasn't there. So actually, the the war with the Klingons carried on. Yeah. That's why now the Enterprise actually doesn't have families on it. It's a warship. Uh, but the point is, because they were doing something else, Tashiar never died. Makes sense. Uh, but the thing is, they now have this thing. Now, it's uh, got Gainan in the episode. Now, the thing about Gainan, who Whoopi Goldberg plays, yep. she's an Elorian, and they are kind of empathic. And they also live a very long time. And she... She's in the 10 forward, the, the bar, talking to Tashiar, and she suddenly gets the feeling that something's wrong because she kind of goes, I shouldn't know you. True. That is true. She doesn't come into later, does she? No. Um, and she's like, we shouldn't have met. And I can't tell you why I feel that. But I, yeah, but, but Tasha's like, but we're great friends. It's like, yes, but it, we shouldn't be. And it basically, they know that they've got to send this enterprise c back in time to set everything back yeah but in doing that they know they're going to kill tasha yar because she shouldn't exist she you know uh but what they actually end up doing is putting her on the ship that they send back right um and that's what they do and everything returns to the present time right so you've already got that thing off right so they've restored it but this alternative version of Tasha Yar is now in the past. Mm. We now then go a, a few more seasons on and then suddenly big Romulan thing happening. And who turns up? Commander Sela, who is the Romulan half daughter of the Tasha Yar that went back in time. <laughs> and now she's the villain. But by the way, played by the same actress. It's Denise Crosby who played Tasha Yar, now playing her daughter, who's half a Romulan. Um, but it's kind of that kind of paradox thing of, if you can, how believable do you think that is? That's the problem, isn't it? A lot of, a lot of the time travel rules are very much questionable. Yeah. Because they're intangible. They're not something you can reach out and touch or prove. Yes. It's all, it's all theory. At it this is point. theory. Oh, as far as we know. Well, no, it's it's all theory until you've got proof of it. Yeah. So at this moment, in this at this moment in time, anyway, you can have any theory, and realistically, no one can outrightly tell you that you're wrong. Yeah. Even if it, you know, they might go, "Well, that just sounds ridiculous. Why would that happen?" Yeah. And I would say, having watched quite a few time travel films lately. Yeah. It, a lot of the time travel ideas stand up, but the films tend to then do something that breaks it. Mm. And you're going, that doesn't fit the scenario that you've made. 
And a, a lot of them tend to do that at some point. Um, okay, we'll talk about something. Actually, one of the films that I know that you've recently watched. Because you had not seen the Terminator films. No. Uh, you've seen the first two now? I have indeed. Right? I have indeed. Uh, technically, cool. technically, I've seen the first two and Salvation. <laughs> yeah, but you saw Salvation first. And Salvation doesn't have any time travel in it. <laughs> no, no, it's, no, it doesn't. No. You, you saw the only terminator film that doesn't have time travel in it. <laughs> yeah that's true no but i've seen i've seen one and um judgment day okay well just start with number one yeah because number two whilst i think it's a better film brings in a bit of complication maybe okay now obviously the um the premise is that the now i can't remember which way around it is is it that the, the terminator send a terminator back first was it Carl Reese who goes back first. Um, Terminator Term- gets sent back yes. first because then Carl right. Reese sends us back to prevent it. Yes. So the whole point is, right? John Connor is the resistance, the resistance fighter in the future. Basically, they've won the war. They're, they're just on the cusp, and the Terminators go, "We can't have this." So we're going to go back and kill Sarah Connor, his mother, before she he she ever gets pregnant, so he can't be born and therefore can't beat us. Yeah. Um. John Connor, knowing this, then sends back one of his loyal lieutenants, Carl Reese, to go back and protect his mother. Yeah. Now, what we have here is a paradox. Because Carl Reese, within the film, has sex with Sarah Connor. Dirty boy. And, and becomes John Connor's dad. Yeah. So we've already got a thing of, this has obviously already happened because John Connor couldn't exist yeah, without it, Carl Reese going the, back. The problem is, it's like, well, there has to have, there has to have been a time where that didn't happen, but then there can't now have been a time because that has happened. It's now rewritten itself to that's how that's how history worked. Yeah, that's what time travel is so complicated. Yeah, because it's like, well, there has to be a a vanilla timeline where nothing was changed, everything was original, but then it can't be because for John Connor to have existed, yeah. ah, exactly. <laughs> Right. And that's just the basis of one film. Yeah. That's one thing happening. Now, spoiler alert, but you know, it was the it was nineteen eighty four. If you don't know how it works out, it's your own fault now. I mean <laughs> I mean I have only just watched it. <laughs> you have, but you're a little special case, aren't you, Liam? <laughs> Definitely what my mum calls me. And you de- and you we've already you, you watched the fourth film first. <laughs> I mean, I'm pretty sure you guys were just going to the cinema and like, invited me and I was like, Yeah. Yeah, cool. Don't kill I like having friends. include me, include me. Uh, but right, so end of film. Carl Reese dies. Oh. Times. Uh, Sarah Connor gets pregnant yeah. with future John Connor, but the Terminator is destroyed. Yeah. Right. Now, roughly something teen years. <laughs> I don't know exactly how. Like he's a teenage John Connor's a teenager at the time of the second film, isn't he? Yeah, young young teenager. Yeah. So what we now have is that the Terminator, the Terminator, the Terminators, the Terminators now send a, an up a new Terminator, Liquid Metal, very cool, mm, very uh, back in time to kill John Connor as a boy. Yeah, uh, but John Connor sends back an older, good version. <laughs> Of the original Terminator, yeah. 
It's a different model. It's not the same one. It's a, you no. know they're on a production line. And so they, and clearly, in the future, they all just look like Arnie, except for this new lines. So the, the all the eight hundreds look like. Yes, uh, I will come back to that because, but it will reference. Actually, it will reference a film you have seen, but it will reference other things as well. Cool. Um. So, this this good Terminator comes back to protect John Connor. Now yeah. that's, no, so it's the same, basically the same premise as the first one. But the thing is, they won in the first one. Yeah. So we've now got this where they clearly didn't win. Do you know what I mean? Because now we've got better Terminators going yeah. on. Um, John Connor's still growing up. He's still got his destiny ahead of him. Um, and to cut a long story short, they win again. Yeah. The good, the good guys win again. And it's very, it's clearly stated at the end as the Arnie robot, the good one, decide, well, no, I've still got a chip in me. And as long as I'm here, it, the future will exist. Yeah. So therefore, he melts himself. Sometimes. Now, as far as you're concerned, that could be the happy end, couldn't it? That's just the end of the tournament, mate. There's no more films. Yeah. It's so the in the two. third one, in the third one, <laughs> um, very, this has always been a bit of a, because of how big a character Sarah Connor is in the first two films. Yeah. Uh, she's killed off off screen. She has leukemia. Oh, really? Uh, yes. Dang. Yeah. Uh, they, they've got, John Connor's now an adult. Good times. Yeah. Um, now a female Terminator has been sent back who is now part uh, metal skeleton and part liquid. So basically two versions. But she has inflatable boobs and we all enjoy that. Uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, but now an even older looking model of the Terminator uh, totally on purpose not because of age has been sent back and he's not been sent back to protect John Connor because John Connor isn't the target anymore they've given up trying to beat John Connor because in the future they have beaten him they've killed John Connor they're now going back and killing all of his lieutenants <laughs> they're really committed yeah, but it's like, who's who's the one who's got to give up here? Because, you know, um, oh. you've seen the fourth one. But the thing is, they keep it keeps getting more complicated. Because every time they want to make a new film... Mm. They've uh, got a new the, rule. The fifth one gets a bit back to the future Which one's the fifth one? You, It's called Genesis. Oh, Genesis. Okay, cool. No, I actually quite like Genesis. It's my is that favorite. the one with um, Amelia Clarke in it or not? Yes. Okay, cool. They have unfortunately recast all the main people because right. Amelia Clark is Sarah Connor. Yeah, looks nothing like Linda Hamilton. <laughs> no, the the casting is bad. I, I'm a little bit scared of Lim, Linda Hamilton. She's kind of like her Sarah Connor would 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 beat you up. Well, we'll come back to Linda Hamilton then <laughs> in a minute, right? So it's uh, it's all it's all swerved now because what they've done is they've actually gone back they've you've got an old arnie who's now took young john connor and basically it's a whole new it's a whole new timeline <clears throat> which is basically bypassed everything you've got futures within futures mm. it's actually quite difficult to follow explain no it's good to follow i can't explain it without absolutely giving everything away i'd like you to watch it well the thing is i am because i have like 
this. I mean, the first one was hard, but that's only because of its aging. Yeah, it hasn't aged well. The, the like the prosthetics and the animatronics aren't good, but the yeah. second one was good enough. Like the effects of um, like the liquid metal T T one thousand was very good. Yes, it was. I mean, when when, I mean, when for me when he's in the liquid nitrogen. And yes. he kind of like cracks, and that was very well done. It was very good. Now that's something. I mean, I think you have to give James Cameron. He is good at his effects generally. Yeah, no, it was impressive. The whole film was. Yeah. My only qualm with it, and I don't know if it's my telly or if it's the film, and it, you, literally, I had to have my volume up at like fifty to watch it, because the dialogue was so so quiet, but the, every other noise was massively loud. So like. That when they're talking, I'm I'm going. I can't hear you, and I'm I'm at the point where if I turn it too much higher, my speakers are going to start questioning me. But then, like, there'd be a gunshot, even just a car driving past. I'm like, my family might wake up. Yeah, because how loud it was. I um I didn't have that problem because I I watched the first one recently. It, I just I watched it through I watched it through the Sky app, and it, uh, it could easily just be the the way. I it's think it might be that. Yeah. Um. Now, Genesis was meant to be a reboot of the series in a way. Yeah. while making it a sequel and reboot because that's quite easy to do with time travel yeah uh but it didn't do that well at the box office which is a shame because i actually think it's better than both three and four yeah um so they didn't continue even though it kind of ends on a, almost to be continued so that's annoying that that now we've just had a new film dark fate mm. which forgets the last three films it is literally a sequel to the first two that you've okay. just seen. So it's basically num- number three. It is basically number three. I'm not going to get into it. No. All I'm going to say, because you said about Linda Hamilton and Sarah Connor yeah. being quite scary, um, she's back. She's she's okay. in. Okay. Which is great because James Cameron had to ring up her, his ex-wife. Oh, she's his ex-wife? To, yeah, they got oh. married for the film. And he, oh, like, well, I mean, if Tim, if Tim Burton can deal with it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but, but the thing is, uh, what uh, they kind of, you know, the press asked um, Lynn Hamilton, why did you, A, why did you answer? <laughs> B, what, why did you do it? And she basically ignored the fact that it's her ex-husband. She went, yeah. look, when James Cameron rings you, you yeah. answer the phone. Obviously. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine going? No, we 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 used to be married. I don't want to talk to him now. Yeah. He's James Cameron. It's, it's the what? Titanic man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yes, I mean, I I love the the Terminators, but it does get more complicated. Yeah, I can I can see how it does because every every story, every episode, no episode, well, every episode, yeah, yeah every chapter in the story adds a new layer. Yes, it, which doesn't cancel out the other ones except for the latest one it's just more complicated it's more wires added to the box really isn't it yes no but um, uh, i i will say i I really do even the date with it being dated i've enjoyed the first two and i didn't dislike salvation i just didn't really understand a lot of it but yeah, you wouldn't have context no uh, and it's again right so salvation was meant to be a kickstart of a new series of films it yeah. wasn't and then then genesis was and it wasn't what i liked about salvation was it did try to be different it wasn't someone going back in time um and what i wish they had got to do was they had plans to show us had there been another in line of salvation there was going to be an older man in charge of the terminators who looked like so it'd be arnie okay 
And also, they had plans to have Robert Patrick back, and he'd be the scientist where they took the T-1000 to look like him. And there's a reason why the Terminators look like who they do. They're that basically young sense. versions of the scientists who were working on them. Which would make sense. Yes, but they never got a chance to show um, that. I don't know. Is it Robert Patrick? Is that what he said to us? What else is he from? What else does he do? Uh, he is one of the werewolves in True Blood. He's Agent Doggett in uh, X-Files. He's in a lot. He's very famous. Yeah, I recognise his face, but to be honest, even having never seen Judgment Day until recently, I knew him from that. Yes. Um, although it's quite weird because in Genesis, um, they, I don't think it is actually, because he's the T-1000. And I think even though I refer it to the T-1000 in Genesis, I think it's the T-2000. Right. And they've got an actor who his profile is perfectly Robert Patrick. Oh, really? But he's Asian. Oh, okay. But he's in the police uniform and everything, and he walks just the same. And I'm like, you were so close. But I mean, he made a clever decision by coming back and going police style. That got yes. him in all the doors. It did, it did. <laughs> um, yeah. I have yes. time to have a question to ask you, but yeah. shall we do a segment quickly? Please do. Yay. You're in charge of the segments. You could choose. I'm going, to, well, I'm going to do the thing with paper. Oh, the paper thing. Character oh, battle. Is that all right? Yeah, that's fine. Cool. Right. Uh, there's no, they're not even in a hat. I can't even shuffle them. But this is the character battle grand finale. Yeah. Our third place was Neville Longbottom. Magic. He beat Optimus Prime. I'm still not happy about that. That's fair. That's fair. But now, the first one in the final is Master Jedi Knight, Luke Skywalker. Oh, yeah. And he is against... Sabrina Spellman, who can beat anything except for the ratings. <laughs> wow. Clear, obviously, if you don't understand that joke, well, the Sabrina we're talking about is not the Melissa Joan Hart Sabrina. No. It is the, um, what's her name, from The Chilling Adventures. Kin and Shipka. Kin and So technically, if you go by that version, it has to be Luke Skywalker, Walker, because... Skywalker. Skywalker. <laughs> Skywalker. <laughs> it has to be um, Skywalker because now Sabrina doesn't exist. <laughs> she has got another season coming, though. Oh, okay, fair enough. So we'll, we'll, we'll carry on like this is a fair fight. <laughs> I'm still on the last season. I never finished it. This is... Not even the last season. Not even the last season. I got stuck. How many seasons are there now? Three. What am I stuck on? You're stuck on three because you're stuck on the same one as me. There's not been one out since. You sure? Sure. They might have done a special. They do that. Well, I don't know because I'm stuck on the ones I'm stuck on. But there is going to be a fourth one. Yeah. So, um, yes. There's a fourth one. That's going to be her last season. But, you know. Fight. We, the problem we've had so far is the pairings have been very uneven, mostly. Like. With Neville Longbottom, he tended to come up against people who couldn't really combat magic. Yeah. The, the difference with this fight is, actually, Luke Skywalker does have more of a chance. He's, he's a Jedi, and not only just a Jedi. Yeah. You know, he's a very powerful Jedi. He's also the Joker. 
he is the Joker, but we're not looking at him as the Joker. <laughs> no, although that is that's a film I want to see, Luke Skywalker, but with the split personality of the Joker. <laughs> I like it. You never know. Um, <laughs> but no, no one knew they wanted. Because, <laughs> because the Force, there, there's definitely more of a chance that he's not going to instantly get murdered. By, by this magic he has got a lightsaber. He has, but uh, for me, the Force is the the, the power sway. Ah, oh, but it's both. You've got, but if you've got both, you've got an, a weapon force and the force carrying my lightsaber. Yeah, exactly. Uh, she's basically got her own. T- he's just she's just got magic. She's magic. She's very ma- she. I mean, she is very magical. She's, she's pretty powerful. Yeah, but you see, I don't know if I'm going the right way on this. I kind of just want Luke to win. <laughs> <laughs> the problem is. Like with Neville, it's like okay. In your films, you're the underdog. It's all right when you win to a yeah. point. But with with Sabrina, it's like you're just walking it. You're just walking through, going, "You're dead. I've won. You're yeah. dead. I've won. oh, <laughs> this is. I thought this was a competition. But yeah. I get it because I kind of want Luke Skywalker to win. But in my head, everything like good I say about Skywalker, my head, my mind goes magic. But you see what? Yeah, but what I'm thinking is, if you put Sabrina on Tatooine. They just go. It's not magic. It's the force. But if you just put her on there, would she not still be magic on Tatooine? Yeah, but what I'm saying is, in Star Wars, they don't have magic in Star Wars. No, that's true. That is true. It's but... the, technically, the force is magic. That is true. I suppose the argument it would then, then become something we haven't actually considered yet. What plane of existence does this battle take place on? It has to be a neutral zone where both of their abilities are... are optimum and work yeah but at the same time right if you were sitting in this neutral plane of existence as a spectator yeah and she's like i don't know zapping lightning or whatever she's going to be doing right but he's essentially doing the same sort of stuff you've made her sith (laughs) no i I didn't make her sith she's now the new palpatine (laughs) but you know i guess she can fly sort of float so she's now Leia. She's taken on all the roles. Uh, now, I'm going to say this again about the Leia thing. <laughs> Leia didn't fly. There was actually no gravity. There was no gravity. She Probably kind of pulled herself. She, yeah, she kind of force pulled herself. Which yes. But she propelled herself in a certain direction. Yes. Even um, if it's a wee bit laughable. <laughs> yeah, and it was a mistake. But I, I don't think it's as bad a mistake as some people make it out yeah. to be. I mean... As far as the rulings for this, I sh- I'm assuming we have to accept that they both have their powers as their abilities. Because I get yeah. the logic of saying if she's on Tatooine, if she's in that universe, she's just going to be another person with the Force, basically. But yes. but at the end, realistically, her powers are not just like telekin- telekinesis. Yeah, kind of yeah, stuff. yeah, yeah. She can like create stuff like and all that. So she's got those abilities. But likewise, if you put Luke into um, the Chilling Adventures. He's, st- I mean, he would basically probably just be a wizard learning magic, wouldn't he? And that's all his master. Yeah. Do you know what I mean so far? But um, it's not a clear cut fight, but my mind does still sway towards Spellman. Can she astral project? Yes, they can. Can she? Yes, she can. I've yeah, seen they, it. Yeah, they, they, all, they, they all have that ability. Don't they? But it's weird because you've got the weird little like white birds that will come and steal you away if you stay in that zone too long. See, Luke can do it without anyone coming along stealing. That is true. It... <laughs> also, uh, we don't know if she dies, can she come back as a force ghost? See, he can. I can. So even once he's dead, he's not truly dead. Yeah. Oh. 
my problem is my mind does want to sway towards her because I do think she's more powerful, like with the the range of abilities. But I I like Skywalker more. Yeah. Trust the season finale to be pulling us between heart and brain. <laughs> I I don't know. He is more. Of, you've seen further than me. It's in. in um... Not in Star Wars. Uh, in uh, you are correct. I have seen all the way up to episode fourteen. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, she's kind of on the dark path, isn't she? She is a bit dark at the moment. I suppose the question is, if you imagine a big tournament, like huge arena, so it's not you're not going to get hit by the abilities as a spectator. Huge arena, one of them at one end, one of them at the other, and they it, someone blows a whistle and they fight it out. Realistically, who's how's that fight going to go? Because she, even as even even as Queen of Hell, she doesn't have full control. No, she is still learning. He he, has mastered his practice and his skills. Hang on. So what are you saying then? I I'm getting confused at which way you're going now. I feel like my mind's trying to justify a Luke win. (laughs) (laughs) But I do think if if it was just someone blew a whistle and went, yes, he could he could force jump around. He could. Astral project and all that, but she, she can just be like, Bleh. you know, she's gonna rap at him. <laughs> I mean, that's... yeah, maybe she's recently watched Hamilton too. <laughs> um, you know what? I didn't want it to go that way. I really didn't. When no, I put no. Sabrina Spellman in this, I didn't think she'd be the winner. No, but I think we're going that way, aren't we? Yeah, I, I, right. I think so too. So Neville Longbottom came third. He got the bronze medal. Yeah, Luke Skywalker, Master Jedi Knight. Has come second and with the silver medal, but the champion getting the gold medal is Sabrina Spellman. Aren't you disappointed? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, at least it wasn't a one. Can you imagine if she'd come up against like Legolas? Yeah, it'd have been that whistle blows, he's dead. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) he'd go, Oh, I've I've got my my bow and arrow on him. Ladies and gentlemen, thus concludes season two. Character battle. I thought that's just how you were going to end the episode. <laughs> that's how we, we end season two on the disappointment that is. That, that has taken us months, Liam. <laughs> months. <laughs> oh, no. Right. The question I was going to ask you is you now have the power of time travel. Yeah, yeah. you've mastered it. Whether it's through a cool little watch, which you smack like a Power Ranger transforming, or it's a yeah. natural machine, you decide you're going to go back in time and prevent a cancelled TV show from being cancelled. It can't be Firefly, because that's a fixed point in time. Why Why is that a fixed point in time? Because otherwise it's an easy question. Oh. <laughs> and that's exactly the logic Doctor Who uses. Oh. Otherwise it would be an easy fix. A cancelled series that you loved, what would you choose to save? Right. And it doesn't matter if it kind of like had a a second win where they do like a special, a proper like carry on with a few more seasons. Right. Well, I'm going to choose a series that I think went before its time. Okay. Even if it was only a couple of seasons before its time. Yeah. Um, knowing how it went, I even know how to change it. Okay. How to change the time. So I may not be able to change the Firefly thing. Right. But Angel. Okay, that's cool. Yeah, because because it only ended because uh, Joss Whedon was getting annoyed with the fact that they always leave it very late in the day to tell him if he was going to get another season. Yeah, they had brilliant ratings, 
But for the first time, he went to them and went, look, can you just tell me if we have another season or not? And his and they axed it. And oh. his writing partner, David Greenwell, said we were going to get past, but I, Warner Brothers just didn't like how just was we the went it. Yeah. Yes. So he but... says if he'd not said anything, we would have got a six season. So literally, time travel could have saved that. Yes. That's my exactly my one. Yes. Whether or not was in, it did get a bit cheesy. I didn't like what they did when they tried to bring it back as a specials. I love heroes, and I do think there was so much more they could have done with the world of heroes, even if it wasn't all the characters. Yeah. I, I think the world of heroes had so much potential because actually it was in a time when there wasn't a massive saturation of superpower stuff everywhere. No, it wasn't actually. It was quite and it was, refreshing it, at the time. And it, yeah, it wasn't just like oh, you you get bitten by a spider now you got powers. It was literally it was in my eyes a unique kind of take on it, and I liked the filming style. So that's what I would travel back to change. Cool. Good question. Okay. Um, yeah, well done, you. <laughs> my... I didn't get right. to do the introduction, so that's my input to the episode. Oh, you're going to be so... <laughs> I won't be bitter. I won't be bitter. I'll be good. He, he, he doesn't like it when I do the introduction. <laughs> I can see his face. He's angry. Anyway. <laughs> I'm drinking root beer. I'm fine. Are you really? Yeah, it's really... It's like cheap root beer. Yummy, yummy. <laughs> yummy, 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 cheap fruit. It is nice. Uh, it is. It's, it's nice, but cheap. Cool. Right. Uh, so, I'm going to talk about actually quite what I think is a big time travel film. <laughs> and apart from one element, I think has my favourite version of time travel. Okay. I think it is for me. Again, apart from one little glitchy thing that they do. Uh-huh. Avengers Endgame. Okay, yep. I, it's on my list of things I've seen that have time travel. I I like how they handle time travel. Mm. I think their explanation is pretty decent. Uh, I mean, they say you can't change time. You can't go back because it's it's fixed. You you've you didn't experience it. So that whole thing. So that whole thing is it uses quantum it uses the multiverse idea yeah and i think that's what i mean my theory only of liking it only works in that if there's a multiverse yeah because it doesn't work if there isn't the whole point is if you go back and kill your granddad your granddad still existed what you're doing is killing essentially Someone else's granddad. You're killing a granddad, yeah. and that branches a new reality. The, the, the idea is you're travelling back to someone else's past. Hmm. Or someone else's present, I guess. Yeah. Now, obviously, in Endgame, they've got the point of... They go back to get the Infinity Stones. Yeah. They can't... Technically, they can't change the past. What no. they're doing is they want to get the Infinity Stones from these alternative futures or pasts in this to case undo their past yes so then back in the present they will then conjure up all these people who sort of died yeah and then to save all these other realities which might now be in hell because they haven't got the infinity stones yeah at the end captain america goes back and restores all the different timelines but then the film does one thing, which I absolutely love, but it doesn't make any sense. 
<laughs> it doesn't. And we've discussed it on the podcast. He stays. He stays in the past and has a happy little life with Peggy Carter. And you know what? That would be fine. But how does old Rogers? The, the problem is, by doing that, you add a, a loophole and a tear in there. What was quite a watertight rule yes. of time travel. Up until that point, your time travel works. But the fact that he can then live a life out and be in our present day. Yes, that's the bit that goes wrong. It ruins the time rule. Yes, he could go back, have his time. And then travel they... back as an old man, maybe. Yes, just having him on that bench makes no sense. It's cool. He gets to give the shield to Sam and it's all nice. But when you think about it, you go, well, that doesn't work. No. It, no, it very much feels like something they've gone. Let's add this to make a nice tie up. Essentially, the writers have said that they've kind of gone that if someone else wants to work it out, <laughs> yeah. they can. But you know what? Apart if you just don't pay attention to that, the whole quantum idea. I like You see. I've always been a fan of the idea of actually every choice that you make. Branches off to a new reality. Yeah. And there's the theory, actually, that, you know, when you dream. Yeah. Actually, what you're dreaming are the echoes of other realities. Uh, That's like your consciousness going across. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Um, But I don't know. What do you think? Do you think it's... Uh, do you like the endgame way of doing it? I am exactly like you. I yeah. like what they've done. Because generally, apart from the Captain America glitch, it is perfectly makes sense. Until they do the glitch. Until they do it. And in theory, following their rule of you're going back to someone else's time, you can't change anything, he might as well, and should be able to, be sitting on that bench with doppelgangers of every member of the Avengers. Because they, if he's gone back to someone else's time, there should be copies of them all there. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. So it's like... He should be able, he should, that bench should be like, you should have a Thor there. You should have Gamora, she might as well be back. That you know, widow, that, that widow, widow, Tony. You know, because yeah. in, in theory, no. he's added a butterfly to it when there shouldn't have been any butterflies. But what you do have is you've got the one character who actually wouldn't want to mess around with time because someone like Tony Stark would totally do that. Oh, yeah, definitely. But Just Steve Rogers, happens. Steve Rogers, have he had his time as yeah. an Avenger, and it was hard. Let's be honest. <laughs> yeah. He's also he's the good boy. He's, yes, he's the he's, golden boy. He does it by the books. It's unfortunately it just doesn't make sense him sitting on the bench. There's no logical way that he it's can get on that bench. Yes, it's a shame that, as I said, there was no reason for them to have a butterfly effect. But they, he's at, he is the butterfly. Yeah, no reason. Although I actually saw a report recently, like in the last couple of days, they said. We know that he's gone back to do every timeline. Yeah. But there is one timeline he cannot fix. He cannot fix the timeline where Loki left. True. Because Loki left. He's That's got true. to remain in that. And Steve Rogers, actually out of all the characters, isn't going to be able to track Loki. No, that is true. But I suppose the theory would be he could go back to that time and then recruit the rest of the Avengers to help him do it. Yeah, but he would then have to explain and therefore change the time again. That is true. That is true. But as we've already said, the film doesn't make much sense because of that rule. <laughs> yes. Uh, it's he, good. He's created because... a rip in the fabric of the rules. Right. Uh, but, right, so Endgame, up until yeah. that 
one bit. I'm Actually, on board with it all. One of the closest examples to having watertight time travel rules. Yes. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. But there are other ways that time travel have been shown. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's talk a little bit about Bill and Ted. Yes, and I can tell you it'll be mostly you because I haven't seen them for a while. No. I remember the basic premise. We've discussed it earlier. Uh, yeah, and it's got some lovely moments. It yeah. has got some lovely moments. Uh, now, the premise for Bill and Ted is that they are basically their flunk in high school. Uh, and they get given a time machine to not flunk high school. Uh, now, th- the point is, in... was that you saying something? No, it's my head. I thought you were going, no, oh, shut up. <laughs> no. Uh, now, the, the thing is, what we're presented with is that they are the saviors of the world. Their music unites us, gives us world peace. It's all good. And they, they are adored and worshipped in the future. Right? But, as the, like, the narrator, Rufus, tells us, right, that, you know, they are the saviors. They're the wild stallions. Yeah. And he's now going to go back to make sure that they don't flunk high school. And that's all a little bit... So what happened first to make them saviors? Because they must have been your saviors for you to worship them. Yeah. At which point did you go, oh, they nearly flunked high school. But I appeared, so therefore I must go back (laughs) at some point. Good job I'm here. Good job I got into the time travel business. Because (laughs) otherwise, (laughs) you know, it is a shame about that because it is a little bit when you think too much about it. It literally doesn't. It is one of those films that does basically kind of go, just enjoy the film. Yes, it is. and actually, Which isn't good for a film, because you should no, be able to go how watertight are you. It's a PG. It's a PG. You've got, like, Napoleon on water slides having a lot of fun. Yeah. You know, they all do a show about history. It's all good, you know. Um, but no, and the fact is, then you've got a sequel. And now we've got a new film. Mm. Which I do like the fact, the fact that they haven't written the song that's going to save the world. And they're in their 40s now, and they've just not done it. You know? Um, but surely, Rufus knew that. <laughs> Rufus is like, well, actually, that time where you, you nearly flunked school, I went back and saved you then. But actually, you wait until you're in your 40s. <laughs> just, just you wait. <laughs> but also, the, the gentleman who plays Rufus has died, doesn't he? He is, but so I he... believe that they've still got him in the film. Oh, I believe okay. they've, still, they've still got Rufus. Yeah, uh, they're, James, they're James Deaning him. Maybe, maybe there's Mark I footage or something. Maybe we don't. We don't know. Maybe they're going to do the Back to the Future thing of at some point in that film we're going to see from a distance that scene where they're uh, all in like the car. Do you know what? That was my favorite thing about Lost. Yeah, see, seeing the same scene from different angles. Yes, over there because yeah. Lost isn't something my mind considers a, a time travel but there is time travel in it yes but there is outright again, time travel in it but it's Lost complicated also very confused because the writers yeah. didn't know what they were doing yeah <laughs> but you know there's a whole room of the pendulum so there has to be time travel um <laughs> yeah but that is one of my favorite things of when you see something you saw from like season one like much later on from a different angle and you're like yeah i know this yes i, no, I love that and that is one of the good things about time travel now yes. another film yeah that i watched today Oh. Um, that you've watched lately um, and I have I written the title down See You Yesterday Interesting Right, I'm going to call something here oh. Having seen it two days ago Yeah 
I predicted you wouldn't like it. Oh, really? I didn't when I didn't think you'd like the vibe of it. Um, I get that. I actually yeah. didn't mind the film. It wasn't. I thought it took a long time to kind of really crack into its main story. I mean, yeah. not the time travel aspect because that's the get go. From the get go, you see them testing the technology, and, yeah, actually, and also with the best cameo. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Michael He's J. Fox, for anyone listening. Yeah, Michael J. Fox. Brilliant. And the fact he even references and quotes yeah. Back to the Future. Oh, no, that's great. great Scott. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, that's so good. Um, but oh, I've actually technically referenced this once already this episode. It's because of the ruling of they can only go back a day initially. Yeah. Because of their power source. Yes. And sure. they, then they get the pat, the ability to kind of lengthen that a little bit. But the idea is, once they're back, they can only be back for ten minutes, and then they kind of have to come back. Yeah, which I thought was quite clever. Um, I didn't dislike the film. Likewise, I have no need to ever see it again. I yeah, no, it's not going to be one I revisit. Yeah. Uh, now you actually, because you've seen it today, you might be able to answer a question. Yes. Now it deals actually quite well. That I think is it the character's brother. Who dies? Yeah. yeah. Right. Uh, she obviously wants to change that. Uh, we won't talk about how, but it's actually quite relevant to recent. Yeah. As yeah. it's quite topical, considering it wasn't made this year. <laughs> you know. Right. Uh, but they try to change it. But all that happens is that the friend, the time traveling friend, dies instead. Yeah. And then they. It's a, actually, there's a very nice moment where knowing what's going on. The brother realizes that what's going to go down is going to result in that character's death. Well, he, so he watches something visually change as yes. time changes, yes. and then makes his own decisions. And I think that's really clever. Um, now, I say I watched it not that long ago. I finished watching it at about five, um, and I say I didn't dislike the film. I, I thought it was qu- quite a good little film. It did time travel quite well. Um, I, Amanda didn't like the ending. No. Um, and I said, actually, because the point is the way it ends, the, the kind of, I'm going to spoil this, but I'll try and not spoil it too much, if that makes sense. Yeah. It kind of doesn't solve itself. No, but I think that's the message. Yeah. And actually, I said that to Amanda. I think it kind of purposely does the thing of it's showing you that sometimes you're going to keep rolling. Yes. Over and over and over again. Sometimes it's going to have to keep me taking it. I kind of felt, and maybe you you having seen it today can answer, may have missed it. They decide to time travel in pretty much the same spot each time. Yeah. How come they don't keep running into each of themselves and sort of, because they go back to times where they are and we see them see each other. Yeah, from a I distance. don't know. I know that they that they they got another guy involved who had like a special circuit board, which was convenient. Yeah. Um. But then again, they're like twelve, and no, they're not. They're they've got to be over eighteen because they were drinking, weren't they? No, they're in uh, college. Aren't they? they're, they're at school. Yeah. Um. But the thing he invented meant that they've never crossed with other time traveling versions of themselves. And but it, how? Well, I don't, he did try and explain it how he said that basically he basically did he basically fixed point and timed it but without fixed point and timing it because they were literally changing time uh, but the thing is right I think that is 
right i can't i, I don't know who quoted it but basically there's a, a quote that i'm going to say vaguely of the best thing you can do is to not explain it yeah. Because as soon as you explain it, people can pick it apart. Isn't it a Star Wars or Star Trek reference? I think it might be a Star Trek reference. Because it's a, it's about technology and saying, yeah. if, if you don't explain it, if you just say, look at this thing, it works. Yes. You know, and if you go, go oh, this cool, is a time-travelling watch, people will go, oh, it's a oh, time-travelling cool, watch. That, that watch time-travels. Yeah. But if you go, this is a time-travelling watch, and it works because of this doing this, someone can go, ah, it's not how that works. Um, um, it did suffer from that. I will say, I didn't mind the film. I don't need no. to watch it again. But it felt like I don't know because they swear in it. It's not a child or family it's, it's film. Quite an adult one, really. Yeah, but it felt like it was aimed at school, like like teenagers. Yeah. Apart from the heavy topic. Yeah. It was not a heavier so. film, but. It was an odd one. It was an odd one that... Yeah. But at the same time, I'm glad I've seen it because actually the, the, not a lot of them do that you can only go back one day. Yeah. Or the or that actually once you're back in time, you can only stay there for like 10 minutes. Yeah. No. I, I like that. I'm, I'm glad I watched it. Um, It was one of the ones I purposely... Because I knew you just watched it. And it... There was, you actually yeah. were the one who told me about it. Yeah, because I, I did a bit of the old research. When we sat down to do, to do the time travel stuff... I told myself I was going to watch Terminator because I hadn't seen it yet. Yeah. Um, and then actually, outside of the Terminator films, I know that I've seen enough time travel stuff that I can discuss it. Yes. But there was some... I wanted to watch that one because it's new. And you introduced me to one recently called Time Freak. Yes. Um, which, again, is um, was interesting. Was I, I liked the way it worked. Um, yeah. They actually did... And in Time Freak, they did the unique thing of when they jump back in time... They literally take the places of them. Right. Now, this is the next version of time travel that I actually wanted us to talk about. Cool. Because actually, it's one... It doesn't happen just in that one. No. Because it happens in a film that you've not seen called uh, About Time. Yeah, I, I, and I did... That was one of the ones I was going to try and watch today. Yes. But I couldn't find it anywhere without having to pay for it. I am I will talk about it, but I'll not spoil it for you. No, because I do want to watch it. I will tell you the premise. Yeah. Now, like what you said, uh, Time Freak, so it's got two titles. Time Freak is just one of the titles. That's because there's another time travel film called Time Freak. Yeah, is that yeah, I found it out when I was researching time travel films. Cool. It's weird, though. Um, but no, there's this other way, because everyone uses technology when you kind of go back via the technology, as it were. Yeah. Uh, but actually, now this is, this is the thing. In a, About Time... You can't argue the technology because there is none. Why? The, the the men in the family can just time travel. How they they? just have the ability, right? And it's Domhnall Gleeson. He's right. he right, and he's in a relationship. I cannot remember who's in the relationship right now. But his no, dad's Bill I, Nye. I, I can visual her, visualize her. Yeah, but Bill Nye is his dad, I think. Cool. Right, and he, right. So Bill Nye has the ability but Donald Gleason doesn't know that until he does his first time travel which he does by accident <laughs> right because he doesn't know he has the ability because apparently what they do is you need to get away from everything you need no distractions literally put yourself into a closet so you're the only thing in it and then you'll 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 go back but when you go back you'll go back to a point that you've remembered yeah 
if you can visualize what you were doing you and then suddenly you'll be become conscious and actually he goes back because i think i'm gonna say the wrong thing here because i don't think this is the first time but at some point in the film i think bill nye dies that's his dad yeah so i think he wants to go back to a time that he was playing like table tennis with his dad so he goes back and then his dad recognizes the look in his face going you've just time traveled mm. because that's what he does and the thing is what he does which is actually similar to the time freak that yeah you that we're referencing it's very personalized as in it's all about the relationships you're in yeah so basically if you do something and it upsets your partner and maybe they want to break up with you, you redo it. You do it so that you're actually the, the perfect partner. Yeah. And all that. Uh, and that's the thing. And that's what Domino Gleason then finds out what his dad was doing and how come that his parents had the perfect marriage. They mm. didn't have the perfect marriage, but Bill Nye undid everything that wasn't perfect. Yeah. But there's rules along the way. And what happens is at one point, like Domino Gleason. Uh, you can only go far so far back. Yeah. Now, that's not a you can only go so far back and there's no limitation. You can go at any point in your life. Yeah. As long as you're awake, you know, you can go back to it. But you've got to be careful. Because what happens is him and his... I get... The, is it Rachel McAdams? Is that who it is? Yeah, I think it yeah. is. Right. So they get together. They have a child. Now, something happens, and I think one of their friends gets killed or hurt or something, and Domino Gleason decides to go back and stop that from happening. But it goes back before the conception. Right. So when he actually comes back, he saved the person, but his child's different. Right. It's his child. It's still his, like, son. But the genetic makeup was different. And, like, when he then goes back and visits his dad, he's like, oh, yeah, never go back before a certain thing where it is sort of random. Yeah. Something that you can't control. Well, yeah, because genetics. Yes. So it's like your, your son, the son that you knew is lost now, never existed. Mm. So if you want to keep this son, never go back before the conception. It's clever. It's a clever because yeah. it gives you that rule. Yes, the ruling is quite nice because it's that sort of thing of you'll never bump into another version of yourself. No. no. Um, you It changes time and you are affected by it. Yeah. It never goes as far as killing your granddad, though. It doesn't do that thing of, well, if I did that, I wouldn't exist. But no. I think it does the assumption. It of, doesn't rewrite time because they're not like random events. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. You can't, yeah, you can't go back to do something before you existed. Yeah. So therefore, you couldn't kill your granddad so that you wouldn't be. Ex- yeah, it means you're, you're you're restricted within your existence. Yes. And actually, that, going back to time freak, because there's something I want to mention in there that annoys go me. Go for it. Go for it. But actually, that annoys that, 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 he's, yeah, yeah, it's actually where they ignore their own rules a little bit. Oh. Um, but that was what they. That's where he says when he's explaining it to his friend who goes back in time with him. He says, "We can't just go back anywhere." Because his friend goes, well, why don't we go back and see this person? And he's like, we can't because that we, you know, that's not how it works. But no, the thing that annoys me is, and I am going to openly discuss the end of that film. I'm going to discuss the Over end it. of Time Over Freak. Because yeah. realistically, the chances of anyone just randomly watching it is a little slimmer than a lot of films. Because yeah. I'd never heard of it. Basically, obviously, it gets to the point where him and his friend have been manipulated time so much, but didn't know the, that the other one was doing it. 
Yeah. Yeah. And then they both jump back to the initial time and prevent him being run over. You know, they do the whole thing where he chases him with the car. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Therefore, already changing time. He should have already been hit by that car in front of the pub and she should have seen it happen. Yes. Yeah. Basically, so there's been there's a good ten five minutes worth of in in world time since he should have instantly been hit and watched her see him get hit by the car and basically come over and help him and that's kind of the bond they form. Then once the car things happened, she travels back in time from a t- future which now should not exist because they've already clearly stated that once you go back, anything you change is cemented and the future's gone. And adapted from it. Literally, yeah. they that. So the point is the time, the future where she now because they tell her, don't they? She walks into the room with the time machine and sees it with them. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And then they travel back because they now have. He has to chase him with the car. He doesn't hit him with it initially. She doesn't see it. She just happens to run into him again on the on the campus with the book. Yeah. Yeah. So that yeah. event doesn't happen. So in really, the future should not have happened now. So how is she able to time travel back? Uh... Also, how does she know how to operate the time machine? But that's not my issue. It's actually that the, the future that she comes from shouldn't exist. Yeah. I yeah. And, and again, it is it's the Captain America. It is a story mechanic. They've gone, this needs to happen because it's a nice ending for the story. But it doesn't work in the technology that we've made. The problem is, again, up until that point, they had set some pretty watertight rulings for themselves. Yes. And the whole point is they even play on it when they find out that the other one had been doing stuff. Yeah. You know, that like the, the, the partners were just almost dead inside. There was just something missing from their lives. Because the yeah. effects of having everyone around them time travel was affecting them. No, when it happened, I was just thinking, you shouldn't have been out. You should, how have you jumped back in time? I don't think I thought about that. I hadn't, but I've thought about it for other films. Uh, a film I'm going to brief. I won't spend too much time on it. No, no, no. But uh, Edge of Tomorrow. Uh, right. Lived, I repeat, because of the poster. Yeah. Yes. Lived, I repeat. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. But film. it's called. It's officially called Edge of Tomorrow. Yeah. Um, but it's like so. It's Tom Cruise uh, and Emily Blunt, and it's one of those Groundhog Day kind of things, where every time. Now he doesn't understand why, but initially he doesn't understand why. But basically, Tom Cruise is basically a a promotion publicity sergeant. So he's like in the force. He's got the uniform. He's not a fighter, but he gets put on the battlefield against his alien race, and he dies instantly. But goes back. He wakes up the morning that he woke up. Yeah. And then he gets shouted at by Bill Paxton a lot. But every time he dies, he goes back to this point. Um, and it's all because he's nearby when an alien with time traveling abilities is killed and it transfers onto him. Yeah. So it's a way of progressing the day and getting something right. But he doesn't understand because he's not built for it. Mm. Uh, and actually, at. Mm, I may have explained that wrong, but basically that that's the gist. But then he just he knows that the savior of everything is Emily Blunt. And actually, Emily Blunt used to have the time traveling thing where she'd reached a higher day. So she died lots, but she lost it because actually when it died near Tom Cruise, he took it. 
So yeah. she can, you know, um, and it's all good. And I'm not going to go into the process of the film. I really do like the film. Yeah, no, it's quite a well done it, film. It's, it's it, done it, in quite a comic way, isn't it? Initially, yeah, like, how his death's become quite rapid and yeah, because he knows that he can die, so he goes yeah. through. Not it never gets silly. Like, no, but it, there is a slapstick ish kind of effect yes, to it. Yes, because when you know you can die and survive it. Yeah. You know, and it's also got some tender moments because there's a point where they get they they progress the story in its stages with its repeating, and then they get to this kind of like uh, bungalow, and there's a helicopter, and she wants to get into it, and it's the first time we've seen it. Yeah. But he's like. You, you're not gonna don't don't get in the helicopter and she's like i have to we've got to go right and he's like no don't and he doesn't want to talk about it but she says if you know something and you and he's like we've done this so many times you you never leave this you never get past this moment yeah my the only thing i can say to you is you get in that helicopter you die the only thing we haven't tried is you not getting in the helicopter <laughs> you know uh but and I'm good with the whole film, except for the ending. I can't because, well, they win. The win. They win the day. And then he reverts. It reverts. They don't carry on having won the day. He reverts to a day. And it's all safe. And it's t- time has changed now. And that's the bit I don't get. Yeah. I don't get why he wakes up before it happened. Because that's not where he got time traveling ability from. No. It's not where she got the time traveling ability from. For me, Strange. that that wake up, unless there's something I'm missing, maybe, which maybe may I've just not, maybe there's a link to it that I've just not picked up on. But I remember coming out of cinema going, why did he wake up at that point? To me, that doesn't that doesn't quite make sense. It doesn't really answer. That's a plot device to keep him alive because there's mm. a potential of a sequel. You know, yeah, yeah. they keep talking about doing a sequel. I'm like, for me, because his character is basically about to die. I think he should have died. Yeah. They just wanted to keep him alive. And how they've done it, I don't think makes sense. And again, it's that why well, I keep coming back to. And you've just referenced it. And I referenced it with uh, Endgame. A lot of time travel series ruin their own thing. Yeah, they've got a good thing, and then they're like, but we want to do this. It's like, we don't know how to actually end the film if we do it properly. (laughs) It's unsatisfying. Yes. Shall we do the second segment? We shall indeed. Yeah, there's still more time travel stuff to talk about. One particular film I want to talk about. Two, actually. Well, it is the series finale, and the last season finale was longer than normal. Yeah, yeah, it is. In fact, let's be honest, some of the ordinary episodes we've done this season have been longer than normal. (laughs) That is true. Unintentional. But hey... Hey, gang, if you're complaining about how much you're listening to us, it's the wrong podcast, isn't it? I mean, it's... <laughs> wow. Yeah, but it's true. Uh, right. That, so... that, intro, that intro's gone to your head. <laughs> it's like, it's only the third intro I've done. Third? Yeah, I did the first one, and I did, I think, an Origins. I think oh. I did the Origins. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Okay. Yes. Like, You're like, sir, was I I've allowed you to do three. Was I there for it? <laughs> it was about you. I think it was about oh, you. Oh, right? it was the man. Okay. Yeah. Don't worry. I don't normally get to do them. And look at the fuss you're creating that, over it. That, <laughs> that confused me, to be honest. I was like, wait, three? 
Yeah. Cool. So, what's this segment called? Casting Couch. Couch. I thought yeah. you'd forgotten. I, ha- I had forgotten. Oh, okay, cool, cool. I, I had forgotten. Now, this uh, one's a bit different, isn't it? It is different. Right, it's our season finale. Every episode, we have been casting, or recasting, more to the point, uh, the MCU versions of the X-Men yeah. when they eventually come in. Yeah. Uh, just before we get into who, who we're doing this time, um, I will say I saw a report which I did share to the group, but no one responded to it. So the one of the directors of Avengers Endgame has said what I've been saying the whole time. What's that? He doesn't want Wolverine in the MCU. Oh, yeah. He, he basically thinks Hugh Jackman was so good. He did it for so long. Give the character a break. Um, and that, I did honestly, see that. I've been saying that basically since the, the recasting has been announced, you know, that we know that the X-Men are coming in. I'm like, once you bring Wolverine in, it's just going to be all about Wolverine. And I don't want it to be. Yeah. yeah, um, yeah. I will only accept it if somehow they've managed to talk Hugh Jackman into it. You know, is that it's, kind of... It's, you know what? Just because of their rivalry, their, their fun rivalry, the fact yeah. that Ryan Reynolds is coming as Deadpool, he, Hugh, Hugh Jackman might, might be like, hand me my claws. <laughs> Yeah, you know, I'd love it, but at the same time, Hugh Jackman gave up for a reason. He did his time good, and it's like he he now clearly doesn't want to keep doing it. So you want whoever comes in as Wolverine needs to be in for a long term. Yeah, and that's not going to be Hugh Jackman, so I think it needs to be someone. But anyway, it's n- we've already done Wolverine. We have. I don't believe we did it very well. Sorry, Norman, Norman Reedus. Norman Reedus. <laughs> Sorry, um, but right, last episode. I told you that we were going to give you, the lovely audience, the chance to decide which character we would recast in the last episode. Uh, I gave you a choice of four. Uh, You didn't want Havoc. No. You didn't want Toad. You certainly didn't want Pyro. Pyro No votes for Pyro. Not get a thing there, did he? No. Uh, But we are going to cast in our last episode of season two, Jubilation Lee, aka Jubilee. Not a massive AKA that it is sounds. It's just like you've missed out some syllables. Yeah, I don't, it's, I, it's as close to the actual superhero name. It really is. Do you know what? The only closer one is literally Professor X. Oh, it's, just, it's just it's just a short one. It's, yeah, I'm saying literally oh, ju- jubila- <laughs> Jubilation yeah. Lee, ju- Jubilee, Professor X, Xavier, Professor X. That you can't get closer, really, can you? <laughs> no, not really. Right. Yeah. Right. Uh, now I'm not gonna lie. I've struggled with this one. Yeah, I really have. Uh, I, I don't I know. I think young... I've struggled less with you, this one than you have, but not I by much. Do, I don't know how. I don't <laughs> know how you struggled less. Do you know the actresses that you've chosen? Yeah, I actually do both of them. Right. Okay. Cool. The only uh, difference is, yes, obviously age-wise, like they're not old. None of. I don't think either of these are over thirty. Uh, what I'll say because I always say who's previously played the character. Yeah. Now, in the like original three X Men films, when 20th Century Fox did it, it was an actress called Kia Wong. I don't. Uh, but she she had she was essentially a cameo. She was just one of the students. Uh, for the like, we won't call it a reboot, but you know what I mean. The like, James McAvoy films. Yeah. We got uh, Jubilee in two films, mm. played by Lana Condor. Yeah. Uh, who actually was good. Uh, but I don't think it, it doesn't particularly tie together at all with the Kia Wong version. 
because the age is all wrong. Yeah. And I'm going to use that because okay. uh, Jubilee is basically meant to be the youngest member of the X-Men. Yeah. However, I've gone with that with one of my options. Okay, cool. The other one, I've just gone and gone, ah, I like this actress. She's not been in Marvel as far as I can tell. <laughs> I'm going to go with her. She's, so that's, I've struggled. I actually am not overly happy with either of my options. Okay, so, I mean, I like mine, and I'm literally just a second looking up their ages. So that's cool. Okay, well, <laughs> though it started off the other way around, might as well go with you. Choose, okay. choose who's your first choice. And I, I've only got two. And if you've only got two, if any of ours actually are the same, yeah, it's yours okay. much older than you thought she was. My second one is a lot older than I thought she was. That's but basically actually... what happened to me. That's basically what okay. happened to me. Right, my first choice, Yes, you definitely know her. It's Karen Fukuhura, and she plays Katana in Suicide Squad. I'm going to Google her. Yeah. Now, if you had just said Katana to me, I'd have gone, no. But look, I was looking... What I was, The way I cast this, I had a picture of the classic comic book Jubilee up with her, like, short hair up with the little, like, bandana pushing it up and the coat. And I was actually looking at the shape of the face. Because she's got this... Give me the um, name. Uh, Karen Fukuhira, Fukuhara. Um, the surname is F U K. I'm not sure if it's double K. U H A R A. Yeah, I've got her. Yeah, she's my number one choice because she she looks younger. I was looking at her face shape actually, and her kind of she's her build. She's 28. Yeah, yeah, she is. But she's but, the younger of my two. Oh, she's the younger of your two. <laughs> yeah, but I, right. I also I think both of mine look quite young. Okay, I think they look good. Well, you, to be fair, yours is probably a better option than mine. Okay, cool. So, yeah, I've gone for Karen Fukuhura. As I said, if you just said Katana, I would have brushed it off. But looking at pictures of her on Google Images, I could see... Again, I went for the, the look of the face shape because yeah. that's the bit I actually remember of the the, the, the cartoon version. Yeah, I kind of ignored the film versions we've had, to be honest. I was basing it off of what I remember from the old ones, apparently, yeah. except for the age. Apparently. Oh, she's, meant, she's meant to be like a child not protege that's not right but she kind of is meant to form a bond with wolverine as like a granddad figure yeah but all right okay now which way around do i give mine i'm gonna go okay i'm gonna go with the one who i'm thinking is going to be the most age appropriate okay cool if not talent appropriate or looks appropriate <laughs> wow <laughs> Oh wow! Right, so but, so she's Millie Bobby uh, Brown. No. She she's, she's been it. cast she's now. We've got we've she's got. She's already in it. Um, also not Asian. That is true. That I've is true. Asian. Right. Uh, so I don't know what you're going to think of this. Okay. I, for me, she doesn't look right, and I don't think she's necessarily of the caliber of actress. Can I ask? Am I going to know who they are? Yeah. You are going to know both of them. Uh, okay. I've got, Google up just, I've got Google up just in case. No, you're going to know her. Okay. Even even if like, if you don't know the actress's name, I'll just tell you who she plays. Oh, okay, cool. something that you watch. Okay, cool. Aubrey Anderson Emmons. Actually, I know the name because I saw it on my list, but I don't know who she is. Lily for Modern Family. Oh, okay. I did look at her. I did look <laughs> at her. And I went, I think you're way too young. She's 13. Yeah. How old is how old is actual like classic Jubilee meant to be? She's a, she's in school. I mean, 
She's a teenager. Uh, and she runs away from home. So... Wow. She's 17 in classic series, in the classic originals. Well, I've gone a little bit younger because I need someone to be younger. <laughs> um, I've literally just typed how old is Jubilee. I've literally typed Jubilee X-Men age. Yeah. It says Jubilee is officially 17, according to Marvel. And then it says Psy. In Generation X, um, uh, yeah, she's 17 is the version, but... They have variant looks for her, which kind of up and down her age a bit. Well, she's younger than that in the other films. Yeah, definitely, yeah. Uh, and if she's just a member of the school, she'd be younger than that, generally. Yeah. So, she is... Right, so, Aubrey is the most age-acceptable that we've yeah. actually... Out of the four, by the sounds of it. Yeah. Uh, and she would just be, I, I, I guess, a child at the school. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, right. So, but whether she looks the part, whether she is MCU quality. Yeah. Because I actually, I really like Lily while she was younger. She's annoying now, isn't she? Well, I haven't seen the last few seasons, but I kind of, and I, sorry, if you're, I love Modern Family. I am a bit behind though. I felt that Lily, the actress, didn't grow up to be a great actress. No, I will say like I find her quite annoying. But actually, she does have some good bits in the later seasons because now she's not just a really young child actress who you can't give loads to. She's, yeah. She is having storylines now. All right. And they are actually, she's having proper talk and stuff, like actual dialogue, which is worth something. It's not just like, I'm your punchline for the next joke because that's basically yeah. what she was a lot of the time. Yeah, she was. She'd say something funny or awkward. Yeah. But, All right. Um, yeah. Well, she's, she's my choice. So give me your second choice. Uh, my other choice, you definitely know. Her name is Jamie Chung. Oh, we've only got three options. Because oh, no. she's my she's my choice oh, as well. And yes, her age is wrong because she's thirty seven. Yeah. <laughs> oh well, we've got three. We have to think of a third, fourth choice, aren't we? Maybe no. It's the season finale. Maybe we only give them three. Do what we want. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. It's our podcast. Yeah. No one can tell us. True. 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 <laughs> oh, there's no argument there. No, no I, cool. I went with Jamie Chung again just because. I like the look. She's quite short, from what I remember. And that is generally how I picture Jubilee, because she's young. Um, I don't think... This might be a harsh thing to say. I don't think Jamie Chung looks 37. I mean, that's a compliment, I guess. Uh, no, she has got a young look. She's been in a lot of stuff already. She hasn't been in MCU, has she? I, I, do you know what? I, that's the only thing is, I checked Karen Fukuhara. I haven't checked Jamie Chung. But I don't think I recognise her from, from that. Um, she's been in, I mean, obviously she was in Gotham. Yeah, that, that's what I know from Vicky Vale. That's fine. I'm just thinking, because I'm wondering if she popped up in something. No. Then we only have two. Wow. Jamie Chan. Don't do this, Tobias. Don't ruin it. Well, it's not saying she was in, she's been in, what? I don't know. Right, I'm having a look. She's, uh, ah, uh, ah. Uh. Right. Don't, don't, don't. That's okay. No, it's okay. It's okay. I'll tell you why it's okay. She has been in an X-Men thing before. All right. But it was it's 20th Century Fox. And she played Blink. So actually, oh. that's not the character that we're casting now. And like you've put up Evan Peters for things in the past. So 
I'm having. I'm well. We're having it, and I'll tell you what. There's a reason why we shouldn't find a fourth option because you put forward an option. I put forward an option, and, and we this agreed is one on that we. Yeah, there you go. Okay, cool. Now I just Goog- I was googling Jubilee's age, and I Again. I came across a page that said interesting <laughs> facts about Jubilee, the character. And this is for all iterations of Jubilee, like comic book. Yes. And what what the one was one that caught my eye was two of two facts caught my eye. One, um, is that she gives all her powers up when in the in the initial comic book storyline when they introduce the vaccine that can take your powers away. Yeah. She gets rid of her powers. Okay. And then another one, the fact is that she's a mum. She she finds an abandoned baby and adopts it. Okay. But it, I will say, there's another fact hidden within this, because literally this is how it starts. Jubilee is still a vampire, but she was able to preserve <laughs> and get hold, of, get hold of her bloody urges enough to take a big challenge in her life, motherhood. Growing up, an orphan gave Jubilee an understandable soft spot. And then when she finds an orphan baby, she decides to take responsibility for him. She brings him to the X-Men because she had such a positive experience building a family with them. It doesn't explain on this page why or where she's a vampire. <laughs> Where, what is this page? Uh, it's Screen Rant. Oh. Um, X-Men Best Jubilee Facts. I mean, I will say, maybe I have just haven't... Because I haven't read through every single one on here. Maybe it's one of the other ones. But this is number three. I want to see what number two and number one are. Okay, she's had... Uh, number two is just that she's had appearances in the films. Uh, this is an old one, because number one's fact is she's going to be played by Lana, Lana Condor. Yeah. Oh, cool. But I don't know when she becomes a vampire. That confused me. <laughs> Maybe Morpheus came and had a little chat. It's, well, you know what? <laughs> um... Oh, okay. No, no, no. She, um, she, literally, she was infected with a major virus that began to turn her into a vampire, basically, and gave her... Vampire-like abilities. Was this after she took the vaccine to be an ordinary person? Yeah. That's unfortunate, isn't it? <laughs> Once Jubilee started to turn, she was drawn towards the vampire's lair. So a, a vampire basically tried to turn her. Yeah. Um, Wolverine saves her. Classic. Cool. Yeah, why not? Oh, and right, she, bites, she bites Wolverine, but because he can heal, he doesn't turn. I tell you what, I wonder if we've already... Had a bit of time to have ourselves because I am certain I've got deja vu. I've heard you say that before. Really? That, that's really weird. <laughs> that is so bizarre. That is. <laughs> that's weird. I'm Maybe genuinely just... freaked out by that. All Maybe right. I've okay. There's a time machine. Maybe. Right. Have so you? have you? <laughs> I don't know. you know. Share it with me. Come on. Right. Um. Right. So yes, ladies and gentlemen. In our final casting of the X-Men for the MCU, you have a choice of three people, not four. There better not be any ties this week. Uh, <laughs> it's still possible because there's three options. There could always be a tie. There could always, could be, a tie. always be a tie. Yeah. Right. So we have Jamie Chung. Yeah. We have Ane Aubrey. <laughs> it's my choice. <laughs> what is it? <laughs> Oh, I've gone you know when you don't have faith in your own choice. Uh, Aubrey Anderson Emmons. Yeah. And we have the name that Liam gave, which is... Karen yes. Fukuhura. Yes. Maybe with two right. Ks, I can't remember. No, I think only one. Awesome. 
Okay, so those are the three no, options. One K, just one K. Just one K. What did I say? What? what? You just said K. Ah, oh, you're being funny. Don't do that. <laughs> right. Um, so you will actually find out the result um, probably in a blog, but also somewhere down the line we'll probably do a mini podcast, mini well, mini manic on it. Pretty good time to to say. Obviously, this is the end of season two, and season yes. three will probably come back in September, like we did last time. Yes. Um, but. Obviously, it's not going to be it. There's not going to be nothing from Manic. We've got the film club that's carrying on. Yes. That's going to just keep rolling every other week. And we're going to basically try and fill the gaps that our main episodes are going to be leaving in your hearts with some minis here and there. Yeah, we'll drop a mini. So, to be fair. We'll definitely do an X-Men mini where we update this one. It's mid-July. It's only going to be a month. It's only a month and a half (laughs) until we start. We're basically taking the summer off. Yeah, it's like a summer holiday. In, which, in... Would, which would be nice, except for you're not like you, you can't leave your house properly. Yeah. <laughs> oh. 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 And, but anyway, thus concludes the last casting couch. Uh, another film that I want to talk about in the line of time travel. Actually, two. There's two films I must talk about before we wrap this finale episode up. I wasn't sure what you were about to say. Actually, there will be a third because I did just watch a new one. But I didn't necessarily like it. But anyway, we're uh, one film that I absolutely love, which I'm sure you have seen. Okay, Looper. Uh, I have seen Looper. I don't think I finished it. Oh, why not? I think it was one of those I fell asleep with, meant to watch it, just never got around to finishing the last uh, like, twenty minutes of it. Now I like the concept, and they have some really nice bits. And I'm trying to think if I can actually find any flaws in it. Right. There is, there is like. There's a supernatural element other than the time travel. I don't know if time travel counts. It's a technology, so it's not a supernatural element. But there is a supernatural element included. Okay. Uh, Right. So the premise is a looper. Right. So time travel hasn't been invented yet, but it's going to be. Yeah. And everything in the future is super tight. Everything, right, all policed. Time travel is banned, mm-hmm. but basically what gangs and gangsters have done is um, they've, they've discovered that they've got illegal time travel time machines. So if they need to kill someone, they'll send them back in time and then they employ people called loopers set in whatever year it is. So this they'll kind of they'll know that they've got to be somewhere. Yeah. This this person with a sack over the head will appear. They kill them. They bury them, which they can do better because actually nobody's looking for this person. This person no. isn't missing. No. And in the future, there's no body to be found because it's back in the past. That's true. Right. Uh, and they, they shoot them. Uh, then on their back, they open up and there'll be like bars of silver and stuff like money for them. And they're building up their nest, little nest egg. Yeah, but eventually it will happen to all loopers. They need their their loop closed. So one day someone will pop up, they shoot them, and it'll be gold bars. That means they've just shot their future self. That they know how they're going to die. Yeah, it's going to be by their own hand. Quite clever though. But in the film, what happens is because Paul Dano is one of these loopers, who is the new Riddler in the new Batman film. 
um and he he his like victim if you like pops up yeah well he's he's gonna be but is humming a tune yeah and paul daniel's character recognizes the tune and realizes instantly it's his future self he freezes and his old self runs away nice right and what happens without getting into the film entirely is to get this this future version they basically take torture the young version they basically that this old this old version is running and then suddenly he stops he looks at his arm and they've got his feet and he just sees this like scar a scar has appeared and it's a written message from say basically come come to this warehouse at this time or you'll die because they've cut it on the little version it's now healed yeah but it's a constant time he's running and he's running against the clock and it actually gets very traumatizing because he keeps suddenly a bit of his ear will be missing his nose is missing it's all healed though because it was done to him when he was much younger yeah but then he'll have no legs and he's literally just clawing and it's like then he gets shot and it's just like that instant it's quite cool but i don't know believable because surely you'd still have the memory of it you'd think wouldn't you it's, it's the one on. where it's that's kind of, and a good example of, of when they haven't got a watertight rule. Yeah, because there it, is too cool much film. room for question. It's a cool film, and obviously the main thrust, thrust, don't know what thrust is. The main thrust of it is that you've got Joseph Gordon-Levitt, and he doesn't close his loop because it's Bruce Willis is his future self. Yeah, and he doesn't, and then you've got both of them, and they have this sort of. Bruce Willis has a hazy memory because he says, this hasn't happened. I, when I was you, I killed me. Yeah. But you haven't killed me. <laughs> so now my, my past is changing. Yeah. And the closer we get to something, it's kind of, it can't decide where it's going. So I'm remembering like almost two different mm. outcomes. To be honest, it's one of those I think I'll rewatch because I watched it not long after it came out. And I think yeah. I wasn't, paying attention or I probably it wasn't for me i think I was it's a really good con- concept but it is that annoying thing of they introduce a supernatural element yeah so it's that, just not the technology it's, itself it's probably itself. a good example of premise over practicality yeah where their premise is more important than actually the performance of it yeah that's fair enough i like that uh also the other film that i really like and i wanted you to see it but i don't think you've seen it is Project Almanac? No, I looked for it. I went into town and I looked through the shops that I couldn't find it. Couldn't find it anywhere. It's not on any of the free, the streamer sites I have without paying extra. Um, it's but the it's one I, good. I am going to watch though at some point when I find it. It's got some very, very cool moments in it. I will say, whether it's airtight or not, I don't know, but I can't at the moment pick any holes in it. No. Um, there probably are because most yeah. of them do um, it's about a group of friends who invent a sort of time machine it's yeah. not quite a machine it's it's a, it's a time travel thing it's a way of doing it um, and how they find out that they're successful is quite cool Yeah, because actually from their point of view they fail they make this thing nothing happens but then, right, so there's a brother and sister in it, and they're going through their parents or their dead dad's attic, basically. 
Mm. And um, they find this uh, camcorder. Yeah. They look at it. They look at it. They, 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 and it's there. It's a party where they were all much younger. And suddenly the main character sort of freezes. And he freezes the camera. And in the reflection in the mirror, he sees himself as he is now. All right. And he's like, what does this mean? So he shows his friends. They're all joking and not really believing him at first. It's like, look, honestly, can you explain this? You were all there at the party. But look at this. And they're like, you were there. Right. So they then continue with the time travel thing and they kind of do it. They test it out with this little truck and like the truck, the truck disappears from this circle they've made. This toy truck uh, with a camera set up because they, what they, they want to do is they want to record the journey it takes. Yeah. Um, and they, they can't. And it, it disappears. And it doesn't come back. And they're like, mm. well, how we can't track it. We can't. We've lost that then. And then they're getting on and then realize it's actually somehow because of the technology they're using. It's it's wedged in the wall. And it's been there for a few hours. Yeah. And it's recorded it. So they actually even recorded themselves looking for the truck and yeah. all this kind of stuff. And it's, it's all very good. But they do have a ripple effect in the film. They do these things which they think is very minute it's the whole butterfly effect idea but they don't call it a butterfly effect they call it ripples mm. because they're like they do something like they'll get a school bully back for something that the school bully said yeah. uh, and that's all good then they'll go to a party and then they'll go actually that was a really party can we that was a really good party can we relive it so they'll go back to the party that yeah. we do that day so they basically at a party for 48 hours but they've actually not lost any time because of it yeah uh, but it's like then there's this uh, later on in the film there's this massive event where a plane has crashed mm. and they can track it back to something that they did they they track the ripple back and realize they have to undo are they they either need to stop what they've done all together and just not do any more then they've got no more film so they, they you know they, yeah. they decide to go back and reset it but only one of them does it and gets tracked on a personal mission mm. and actually it's not a very long film but it gets you feel like you've gone through quite a lot yeah i like those films though, where they're not super long but you feel like there's been a journey yeah uh no i i kind of i would really recommend project almanac Okay, well, so it's, one I, not to, it's one I do want to watch. I, I wanted you to watch it so we could out- openly discuss it. Yeah, and the thing is, it, it's one of the ones that I outright tried to find so I could, but I say it's not on any of the streaming stuff without paying extra, which yeah. is annoying actually, especially for like um, Netflix. Like I just, I just hope time traveling, see what yeah. comes up. Not a lot, to be honest. Not a lot of well-known stuff. I know there's more time travel films than Netflix is offering. Yeah. Um, obviously, like, the only thing about Netflix is if you type a title in, it, you can still click on it as an option, like, on the words, because it counts all of their street, their, um, like, disc stuff they do in America, where you can, oh, like, okay. rent DVDs out. So, like, uh, is it, was it About Time that with um, Domhnall Gleeson? Was that yes, that one? Yes, about time, Literally, yeah. if you type About Time into Netflix it will auto-complete down the bottom for you. And you can click yeah. on it, and then but then nothing comes up. Yeah. 
which is yeah. frustrating because there was a couple I, I I outright looked for, for and just couldn't find them. Yeah. Um, the other film that I saw yesterday was a very different sort of time travel film. Okay. Because it didn't use a technology. Right. It it used a natural source. Okay. Okay. It's called Time Trap, and it's a cave, and basically oh, this group yeah. of explorers go in a cave, and time just is different in there. Yeah. And each section of the cave has a different sort of time period going. It's one that I'd actually seen on there. I haven't seen it. It's one that I'd seen was on there before you mentioned it. Yeah. And I didn't realise it was a time travel one initially, even though it's called Time Trap. Uh, well, literally, that. I mean, that's what the cave is. It's a time trap. Yeah. It's got some bits that I don't like. But again, you haven't seen it, so I don't want to talk about it. No, because again, it's one that I will I will watch because I want to have see it at some point. But there's there are some very nice ideas in there. Yeah, I think the ideas are better than the execution, which is yeah. a I think a case with That's most time travel. It's quite common though, isn't it? Yeah. Um. So I think we both agreed that we like the end game idea of time travel. Yeah. Um. What okay? What is your favourite time travel film? See, I was thinking about this. I'm not sure because I th- I think I would be quite happy to sway towards either like Endgame or maybe even Future Past because I do like Days of Future Past, but even though there are there are messy bits. Um, I think I like Days of Future Past not even because of the time travel execution, more because of actually who's in it. Yeah, but um. I do like Endgame, and I think they do it very well. And I think it would probably be my favourite time travel film. Um, yeah, I, I don't really have a better a better one. I th- my favourite, I, d- I do think, is Endgame. This has got so many nice moments, and I think yeah. it's. I said, you know what? I'm going to argue with myself, <laughs> just because I do really like it. But actually, it does have that supernatural element because it's dealing with stones. It's dealing with the yeah. The thing is, at the end of the Infinity day, with, the thing with Endgame is, I say it's my favourite time travel film, but it's not a time travel film. It's a film that has some time travel in it. Yeah. It's, it's the closest to a time travel yeah. film in the MCU. But, um, like, if I had to choose one that wasn't that, yeah. I'd probably sway towards um, Time Freak. Because I actually really liked the execution of the film, and I watched half of it and then rewatched the whole film with Amanda. Yeah. Because I started watching it and then I thought Amanda's going to like this and she saw a little bit yeah. of it and, I, and we watched the whole film together. And even though the ending makes no sense because it shouldn't exist, I did like it. I like the idea of, okay, I like the way she smiled. Let's relive that, you yeah. know. And yeah, no, I think Time Freak probably. But at the same time, I haven't seen Almanac. Project Almanac, and I think that's that. I like films where it's outright sci-fi. Yes, it is. Uh, it. I don't think it gets very complicated. Mm. But on the top of my head, I can't think of something where I go, "Why does that happen?" That wouldn't do that in no. in the rules you've made. I th- I think it keeps to its own rules. Yeah, uh, and I do think it does i think it's actually quite clever yeah uh so i'm going to say if we're not going to have endgame because actually we've both said the ending doesn't make sense no i from i said that about time freak as well yes the the time travel 
aspect is what we're actually talking about in this whole episode. Yeah. So I'm going to say, actually, from a time travel film, as much as you might love Back to the Future, it's got flaws in it. That's true. Uh, Terminator does have flaws in it. But I think they all the good iconic ones do. Yes. Uh, but I'm going to say, I want to watch it again. I only watched it like two weeks ago. Mm. But <laughs> Project Almanac, I think, is for now, until I can scrutinise it a bit more, yeah. I think it's the, the my favourite time travel film. Okay, i tell you what. Um, we haven't really touched on TV series loads. Because that's yeah. not really the way we were going with it. Yeah. Um, and we're probably not going to because of how long we, 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 we get in at. It's been but getting a while. one thing that does do time travel, um, and I really enjoyed, and it's about to have a second series, is Umbrella Academy. Yes. Because literally number five time travels. Yes. He traps himself in the future. And I just today watched the trailer for season two. I haven't watched the trailer yet. Definitely watch it. It looks like it's pretty good. Um, I might, I might need to rewatch series one in maybe, time for it. Maybe. Yeah, but season season two looks like it's going to be quite fun and quite active. Yes. Um, so, but I, I really like that, and I, I like it when the TV series do time travel. And the fact is, like for season one, time travel wasn't the key element of that series. No, it's yes, just an element in it. It's a bit more for season two because they've all relocated, basically, haven't they? Because yeah. of it, so they've been flung through it, but. It looked like it's going to be fun, and I look interested to see where it goes with it. Yeah. I mean, time travel is one of my favourite aspects of films that include it. Yeah. Uh, it's always kind of interesting when you've got a series like Heroes that you mentioned earlier, uh, where actually time travel comes into it. It's just one aspect of that whole thing. Yeah. Because it's kind of actually quite difficult. I'd forgotten. I'd forgotten about Heroes. <laughs> really? I've completely <laughs> forgotten that it's time, technically, I suppose, a time travel series as well. It is. A lot of it is. Yeah, he has whole he has a whole story up where he travels through time. But because you follow so many characters, where actually time yeah. travel isn't part of it. Yeah, it's just one element. And you know, like you mentioned Lost. Yeah. Um, you you can actually fit time travel into well, things, which, like for example, you know, I do not count Fringe as a time travel film, but it comes up under time travel TV series. It's got time travel in it. it yeah. Has technically, yeah. yeah. Primeval uh, is another one that, that literally the whole point well, that, that, yeah, yeah. is outright. But my mind had, had gone more on the anomaly thing. Yes. But literally, Cutter's wife literally goes back to destroy humans. I think I told you that, but yes, cool. Yeah, but um, I think I from I like the films I've seen with time travel in it, but I actually think for me, I find it more effective in TV form because they get to play it out. Well, uh, I I definitely have talked about it recently. I don't know if I've mentioned it on the podcast, and I don't know if you've read it, but I wrote uh, a TV pilot, which is it's a time travel series. That's what I I put. So I've I've thought about the rules. I've kind of gone, this is what I would do, and I've got yeah. a bigger plan for it. Uh, but I sent it to the BBC, and the thing about the BBC is they only read the first ten pages, and yeah. if you don't if you don't hook them, then that's it. And I clearly I'm a theatre writer. Yeah, where you don't actually need to hook in the first ten pages. People are, have already paid their money. Fact, they're sitting. Don't there. want to give them everything no. in the first ten pages. No, and I find it a very difficult discipline to go. Here's a load of great stuff. <laughs> in you want the first... to, for theatre, you want to yes. hold your cards close until the last minute. And go, ah, ha, ha, ha. which is why. Now, who knows when I'm going to do this? But I've said to you off of cast, and I'm going to say it on cast now, and people can hold me to it. <laughs> I'm going to try. To write a time travel play. Interesting. Uh, with no budget. 
going to be interesting how I can do that and effectively deal with time travel and actually show it. Yeah. It's not film. Time travel is easier to show on film. Yeah. You've got effects and stuff. I've got an idea of how I can do it. It will be a simple story, but my main thrust will be, can I keep to my own rules and have a decent story? Yeah. Because that seems to be where a lot of things go off. Outdo Endgame in the continuity of time travel. Well, hopefully, if I make it quite simple, yeah. <laughs> hopefully. But they were dealing with a lot of events. I've got to keep it simple. Yeah. I've got to make up my rules because it will be different rules to what I made in my TV pilot. Because mm. in my TV pilot, it's sprawling timelines. Yeah. You know, you've got, I've got different time periods going across it. Whereas I couldn't do that in a play. Not my, not the idea I've got. I'd no. keep it quite s- simple. And then I could keep track of it. Yeah. It would still probably be characters and relationships at the heart of it. Just with a time travel element. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, personal challenge. My other personal challenge is actually write something. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good challenge. I like it a yeah. lot. Cool. Have we pretty much run out of time? Run out of time? I don't know how long this has been going on, but it's quarter past 11. <laughs> well, I can tell you that the recording icon says we've been recording for one hour and 57 minutes. Oh, and this was our second start. <laughs> <laughs> it was. Um, so, if you want to get involved, the best way to do that is over on our Twitter, which is at the Manic with two N's. Very, Very important. important. Might have been the only time we got that in time. Who knows? Now, you can get involved in such things as polls. I've currently got one running daily at the moment about voting for your favourite video game that you'd like to be turned into a live-action remake. I just voted for Broken Sword. And it won. Did it? I didn't see the result. It won its day, yeah. It won its day. So that'll go back in the mix for the next rounds. But we are now approaching halfway through the heats. Ooh. Two more rounds and then we're about halfway through. Um, but also, poll-wise, we also have the companion polls to the episodes. So we will put the options for the X-Men out there for you to vote on as well and let you know what you think of them, really. Yeah, do that, people. Yeah. Also, we also have... Uh, I said also a lot there. Also, also, also. Also, also, <laughs> right, we also, also have the Manic Film Club. Now, yes, we do. do you remember what the next film we're going to watch is, Tobias? The amazing... Jessica James. Yes, not the incredible Jessica Jones. No, very not that. Things. Yeah. Very different things. And when this episode comes out, you'll have one week if you wish to watch the film so you understand the review episode a little bit yes. more. I think it's the 22nd of July the episode will be coming out on. Off the top of my head. So I might have to cut that because I might be wrong. I don't know. <laughs> I don't keep track. That's something you started doing. Is it? <laughs> Well, yeah. That is true. That is true. Okay, Only for that. I just know they come out on Wednesdays, so yeah. it will be a week after this episode's gone out. Unless things go horribly wrong, like the Batman episode. <laughs> Please don't say that, because <laughs> I I asked at the start of this season if we could do a time travel episode. Yeah. <laughs> we finally we finally got to do a time travel episode. And look how long it's been. It's been a nice long one. We've got lots of time pushed in here. Yeah, you won't like editing this at all. No, this this one won't come out on a Wednesday. Bad. I can tell you. Because he's been leaving them last minute. Just a different Wednesday. Future Liam here. 
If you're hearing this, then you are one of a handful of people, as technically this episode has already been out for like three or four days now. But the technical gremlins have been at their old tricks again, so this is a re-upload. Ooh, special re-upload exclusive future Liam. Anyway, it's been sorted, so you don't technically know what I'm talking about, but this didn't come out on a Wednesday now. This has ended up coming out on Monday the 20th. So, that's time travel for you. Enjoy. Back to the podcast. Do you know what? One TV show we haven't mentioned, yeah. which would be really handy for editing this. What? Gosh, I wish I had Bernard's watch. Okay, fair to I could just fair pause do. it and then edit this and no time would have been lost. There was a series called Out of This World where she just used to put her fingers together and freeze time. <laughs> time is frozen. Yeah, that, pretty much, that, yeah. That's now just the shy thing on TikTok. I know. I don't like that. It's weird. It's, I think it's an anime thing. I think it's that kind of an anime crossover. I get it, but it's, everyone's doing it now, so... That's fair enough. Um, also, we have our Tumblr page. You can go and have a little read through on. Have We're, a little tumble. Have a little tumble through the Tumblr. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> tumble through the Tumblr sounds really yeah. weird. But you can do that. We've got lots of stuff going on. What's the latest thing you posted on there? I posted what characters you can expect in season two of Star Trek Picard. Oh, yes. I haven't read that because I haven't seen Picard, so I don't think I should read that. No. <laughs> well, spoilers. Spoilers. <laughs> spoilers. Okay, so Tobias, are you happy to start wrapping up? Are we, are we, are we done? Anything else you want to talk about? I'm not going to start rapping. I haven't seen Hamilton. Don't start rapping. You should. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. Okay. And we've mentioned it at least three times, so it'll definitely be in the tags. Yeah, alright. <laughs> cool. No, I'm done. I'm done. I've had my time travel episode. We've okay. done our segments. We've completed our segments. It wasn't yeah. the way I wanted to go with any of them, really, but there you go. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. The X-Men one's been interesting. Uh, I like the casting one. That's been my favourite. Yeah, lots of fun. Proper I thought. For, I look forward to season three. Yeah, season three. Tobias. What? The introduction's bugging me. Why? You said, just... I, you said I could do it. I know, but <laughs> it's it's like that little voice in the back of my head just ticking away. And <sighs> I'm not going to lie to you, Tobias. What? I think I've mastered time travel. Have you really? Yeah, you and if it, works, if it works, if it works, I yeah. will share it. Thank you. So just what, with you, though. Just with you. Just with me? Oh, yeah. how are you going to try it out? I'm going to test it. I'm going to see if I can travel back to the moment that you did the introduction to the show, and I'll record my introduction. Oh. All right, okay. You can go back in time and redo the introduction, but remember the butterfly effect. Only go back to do the introduction. Nothing doing, else. I'm only re-recording the introduction. <laughs> what can I really change? It worked. Let's do this. Hello and welcome to the season two finale of the Manic Podcast. I'm Liam and I'm going to be your host for the next two hours. And sitting across from me through the powers of the internet is the ever wibbly wobbly, the ever timey wimey, it's Tobias. Hello you lovely people you. Whoa, 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 wait, wait, what? You alright there Mr Mandy Pants? Oh. Great. Well now we're going to have to start all over again, again. Oh no. Butterflies. The Manic Podcast will return September 2020 for Season 3. Stay Manic!